0: Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Doctors Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after
1: kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in the show Midlife News Boss. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke and I'm Dr. Lynn. Thank you for joining us today guys. I'm going to move this a little bit. Um we're so glad you're here. Tell them what we're talking welcome. about. Um this
0: week's topic is one that's near and dear to my heart and gosh, if we get through this without some tears, we'll see. Well, I don't think there will be tears. It's just It's well, a big
1: topic. Why don't I introduce the topic? Yes. Okay. Before it's they're like what are we talking about? about? <laughs>
0: It's all, you be afraid, be very afraid. afraid. No, it's all about the masks that we wear as women, the personas that we put forth to the world. Yep. And how that is really the saddest conundrum because so many of us at times, maybe not right now, but in the past, can think back to when we felt not seen or heard or rejected even mm-hmm. by people that we love or people in the world. And the truth is, is that we're, we weren't really rejected. Our true self wasn't, wasn't rejected because we weren't showing people who we really were, right. Or really are because of these masks that we wear. Yeah. Ironically to prevent us from being rejected. That's the, that's the reason we do that. Right. Yes. We put forth a perfect facade mm-hmm. per se, so that we aren't rejected.
1: Yeah, it's oh, tough. It's I know tough. this is a great, so this topic is all about taking We're off your mask. Deep fast. Yes. We're going deep fast and it's about taking off your mask because we all wear them. Um, to a certain degree, to a certain degree, maybe not everybody. I mean, I know some women, especially in this age now that I really have come into their own that are just like, and maybe they always did. Most of them would be women that I didn't grow up with or know when they were younger, because there is that personality type that are just, they are who they are and they don't care. And they're like, you know, I, I truly believe that is one of the
0: best parts of this time of life because we all are so aware of like the urgency of like the time and we're so much more quality over quantity with people and we don't have the energy, the time, the wherewithal to even try to pretend anymore, right, right. it just yeah. starts to fall away. Um, But I think it's worth the conversation, especially for those perfectionists. So when I said it's here here in my heart, that's me, you know, number one Enneagram. Um, and, And we talk a lot about Enneagram, but it's really helpful because one of the key parts to Enneagram that is just can be an aha moment is learning about those unconscious childhood messages that we receive into mm-hmm. a number one or somebody who struggles with perfectionism. Maybe you're not a one, but you still have some of this is still resonating with you. It's I will be loved when I'm good and perfect or mm-hmm. when I am good and perfect, I will receive love. Yeah, And so your default, your tendency is to put through, put forth something that is is truthful in a way, but it's not the full story, right? Yes. it's Not the full story. I'm getting chills just talking about this because this has been my whole life. Yeah. And I know that I've been criticized for that. I don't know personally, but I have this sense that I've been criticized by that, or that has come in the way of having connections with some people because we're flawed. Like we are. And the we older all are. I get, the more I realize that when I love somebody, I love the imperfect parts. I love the, the jags, the, sure. the, the, the scratches on that sure. person. It's what makes them interesting. You know, sometimes they annoy you or whatever it's not, yeah. but it's not, it doesn't feel sincere or authentic when, when, I know
1: that on the receiving end, on this end, so I know it must be false on the receiving yeah. end. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, we've had conversations, you and I, in our friendship, I can remember specific times that I've said to you, like, you don't have to do that with me. Like, like if you're like, if you're upset about something or something happened and you're like, I'm just, it's okay. I'm going to be like, you know, and I'm like, you, you don't you just be yourself like I love you for who you are you don't have to like put on this I'm strong facade and I'm this and I'm Mm -hmm. that like in that do you know what I mean you know we've had these conversations I'm like listen you don't have to be perfect to me like I love you for who you are and it's okay to be upset about that or be pissed off at that person or whatever it is do you know like we've we've had these conversations just in the last two or three years I think because as you said we're getting older and, and we're both coming to a place and and you for sure, like of, I don't like, I am who I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and not wanting, like, I know when we started this, well, first of all, that's one of the reasons why I so value and love you is because you have shown me that you're there through thick and thin that friendships can withstand times of it's not all perfect. yeah, And you just a commitment to a friend means that you're gonna arm in arm and you're gonna face face whatever's yeah. coming at you together instead yeah. of back to back. And that's that's something that we I think really cherish the both of us and and I hope that those of you listening have at least one person in your yeah, corner. Sure. It's rare, but but you know, if you have one person in your corner that can do that. Um But yeah, I mean, I think this is really where, and we talk all the time about this, but this is a really practical example of where that Enneagram literally changed my life because what I need to explain on that to you and to anyone who really knows me is that, and my parents, listen, by no means did I grow up in hardship, you know, like there's so many things great about my childhood, but I did have a parent who rewarded perfectionism right so it's like try harder be a little bit more perfect and then there was some uncertainty as as a young child like well I was perfect this time but I didn't get love and so that's and I think like you said Brene Brown talks a lot about this it's the biggest trap because there is no way there's no end game and so it's so sort of like when you are perfect and you don't receive the reward, it's the biggest letdown of your entire world because yeah. you did it and you thought you made it. And, and if you're a perfectionism, uh, perfectionist, what I have learned on it is you have to, it's not changing who you are. It's accepting that that's always going to be what you shoot for, Yeah, but you have to change the end game. The end game is not reaching a place. That's where, you know, the proverbial, the cliche is in the journey and
1: Mm -hmm. you have
0: to really embrace that probably more so than others.
1: Sure. And I, when, would you agree that you also have to work hard at self-acceptance that you are good? You are, you know, you are, you are, I don't want to say good enough, good enough where you're at. I mean, we always want to strive to be better, but there has to come a certain amount of self-acceptance and self-love without you constantly saying i've got to get like i've got to be this person i've yeah. got to be this person i've got if i can just get myself to this place then yeah. i'll be good enough
0: yeah but, yeah it's very true and i think at a certain point it just becomes you don't even think about it you're not even trying to be perfect you just that's so ingrained in you that you just your your expectations are high and so on that point i i'm happy that i'm that way so i could say to your point it's a good thing to accept that that is a part of my, you know, sure. that's a part of my fabric. Me as a perfectionist, if you love me, you don't have to love me as that. If you don't like me, well, sorry, that's who I am. Yeah. You know, I am going to, that is, that's a piece of it for me. But um, gosh, yeah, this is, this is one of those things that's so personal. It's almost like trying to unravel it. Um,
1: well, cause I feel like yeah. it, I'm just going to ask you this as a perfectionist, as a type one Enneagram, you know, I've seen you like when I'm at your house, all the pillows, like every, like <laughs> I see it play out in those ways. Like everything has to be perfect. The work yeah. that I'm doing has to be perfect, yeah. but I imagine, and I think this is where this conversation is going, that it's also like, I have to be perfect
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I feel like you would have to work hard at saying I'm good enough. I don't always have to, I don't have to be like, yeah. Constantly trying to make myself better so that everyone accepts me. I'm okay. As I am right now. Yes. Am I putting words in your mouth? No, I'm, you know, you're right. I'm not there yet, (laughs) but, but no, but I think that half the battle is recognizing that, that it's okay. Okay. And not, and here's the thing, not even I, and I do. I think to some extent, as women, we all do this because we all want to be accepted and we all want to fit in, and we feel like we have to put those masks on to be the person that everybody else wants us to be. But I imagine as a perfectionist, it's even harder. And that, and that's not necessarily for your own. Maybe I'm just throwing this out there too. That maybe that as a perfectionist and you wanting to like you're not good enough. That's not just. For your own self, but that's for, and where I see you create a lot of tension is that because it's not good enough for everyone else around you.
0: So you think as it's received, so because I don't have an expectation for your house to be perfect. Are you I don't mean, because- I mean yourself oh, as yes. a
1: person. Yeah. Yeah. You have that, you have two, there's two, it's double edged sword because in your mind, you're like thinking about, I'm not good enough for myself. But then you're also thinking I'm not good enough for people around me. I don't mean you specifically, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's such
0: a drug. It's such a trap because you can also get in those places where once the pillows are fixed and the picture is straightened, you stand back and you look around and you go, "Oh, it's perfect. And, and, but that's not reality. Like that's not, you know, you're not it's almost like a sense of security or a security blanket. And we all have those with our different Enneagram types. Yep. It'd be fun to break all those down uh, would even a little bit deeper and help you guys with that. But, um, and that's something we do in our group coaching, obviously. Yep. Um, but, you know, that is, that is real. You've got to break that is what I'm learning. And so getting back to the, really the heart of this topic is, what you're, what we're putting forth in the world and being more comfortable with being accepting, as you said, yourself so that people can really see it's a, it's a sense of vulnerability. It's a sense of just taking a leap. And at this time in our lives, there's no time like the present, because again, coming back to the, how we started, the saddest thing would be to leave this world and not have people know who you really are because you're one of a kind and your unique gifts are so special and so needed in this world. Yeah. And if you die with those inside of you, because you're putting forth something that you think is
1: perfect, you'll have missed the whole point. Yeah. That's so good. And I I know that there are women listening to this today that need to hear that. Even at our age, you'd think that we would have come far enough to be past that, but um, it's true. And I do, and I'm, I'm not a type, although I lean towards, I do have a lot of type one tendencies. I run between a type one and a type six Enneagram, um, with a little bit of seven thrown in there. But anyway, um, I, I, I know where, I know exactly what you're saying because I have the same issues and the, and I think it goes back to childhood and nobody's childhood's perfect, but I, there are people in my life, family members that I just always felt like, I wasn't good enough, you know, Mm. like they just would say nasty things to me sometimes. And I felt like I was always trying to be like the good girl. So, you know, like, and they were close, it wasn't my parents, but close family members. And then as you age, you carry that with you. And I'm very good at, and probably some of you listening are too, like, I'm really, I think I'm pretty good at reading people and reading a room. And that actually is worse if you're somebody that wants to people, please, or wants to like put on your mask, because now you can walk in a room or you can get to know someone and you, you feel you can read kind of what they want or what they're expecting. And you can be, I'm like, I can be a chameleon very easily mm. and talk and say things that I know they'll want to hear it. Or do you know what I mean? Like talk about my life in a way that will be pleasing to them. And I, I I know. I mean, I've done that all my life in high school. I don't remember high school as much college brochure twenties, thirties. And I'm just now in my mid forties at the point where like F that, like, Thanks. I am not here to be like sugarcoating my life for you because I think it's what is going to make you happy. Amen. Sister. Yeah. And- right. And that's, that is the conversation is like first be comfortable with your, for your own self to love yourself, not because of what anybody else thinks, but what you think about yourself. And then secondarily, let go of what other people think. But I don't think you can let go of what other people think until you love yourself and accept yourself. 100%. And that's what it comes down to. It's not just letting it, letting what other people think go. It's that if you, if you love yourself and you're comfortable with yourself and you know, God made you the way you are for a reason, then you don't need to be someone else or make excuses to somebody. It's exactly what you just said, because if you do do not validate
0: yourself, if you are not validated by God and what you think of yourself, you will seek constantly validation outside of yourself from someone else, which leads to people pleasing. And that is really at the heart of all of our message. So when we talk about health, when we talk about sleep, when we talk about all of the good habits that we need to have at this time in your life is because the more of those things that you do, that's truly all encompassing that self-love piece. And the more that you can give to yourself in those ways, the more you become validated. It's like that action piece along with the yeah. The knowing and the accepting.
1: Yeah. And I think we let's, let's get into just how, you know, cause it's easy to say, take off yep. your mask and be yourself. Yes. It's a whole nother thing. Just, okay. Well, yeah, you're telling me that, but how do I do that? So, it, and before we get there, I just want to say one more thing about this topic. And we were talking off offline before we started this, that it's that sense of, and I, and Renee Brown says this in her books, like we don't stop trying to fit in and go where you belong. So the other piece to this conversation is like, if you are being yourself and you've come to a stage like us, where we're like, screw it, I am who I am. And you're finding that you are walking on eggshells because your people are just not accepting of that, then it's time to find new people. Yes. So
0: it all comes down to your relationship with rejection. And I just listened to a wonderful podcast podcast where Jamie Kern Lima was on and she is writing a new book and I'm excited to read this. Um, Ed Milet actually interviewed her and she, I have to give her credit because she said, rejection is God's protection. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's truly where you told me this. Yes, It's truly at the heart of why we do this because we're afraid of rejection. So your people pleasing, your perfectionism, it all goes back to, well, if I don't do this, if I don't protect this myself, if I, if, if I wear this mask, then I'm going to be accepted yeah. right? and not reject it. Um, but so we've got to at this stage in our life when we know that that's, it's people pleasing is not working for us anymore. It's not fulfilling. It, we're We're not getting where we need to be. And we've got to flip the script and get more comfortable with rejection. And It just involves taking a leap, but I have some practical tips because yeah, let's talk through those because that's, that's a good thing. So the first thing is, is when you talk about removing a mask, being yourself more authentically is to start slowly. So most people have a tendency to just have this epiphany and wake up and in their mind, they know their perspective, their paradigm has completely shifted, but they're going to go out in the world with people that they know and they love. Who are going to all of a sudden go, well, who is this person? Like, who are you?
1: (laughs) That's actually a really good point. And you can't put that on them, right? Because you've. It's not. Yeah,
0: it's not. You've got to give them a minute to catch up. Yes. And sometimes explaining that. So what I would say is start slowly, if possible, wherever possible. And interestingly enough, do not start with the people closest to you. Yeah, I know. Start with people on the fringe, people that you meet at the grocery store. Oh, You see okay. where I'm going
1: with this? Yeah. Well, in my mind, I went right to like my kids and my ah, husband and keeping, I'm like, no, no, no. but they probably already get the real me anyway. Right. I'm not, exactly. not, they're, <laughs> exactly. they're getting the worst sides of We're the real me. We're talking about, you know, the, the friends that
0: you, your new kids' friends. Is friends or, or new friends. Or new friends. Well,
1: those are the people on the fringe. Those are the people that you're going right. to start with. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's actually, you know what? So I didn't realize I was doing this, but since you mentioned that, like, because my two older boys, um, went to a different school for high school and with like the pandemic and everything there, like there was a, like a solid year and a half, at least that they weren't really on campus. So my point is in the last two years, we've met a lot of new people and I didn't, knowingly do this, but coming to this kind of stage and us doing this work with life after kids, everyone that I've met, I have just been like full on Brooke, like just my sarcasm and who I am and not at all you know, in the past, it would be like, wonder what they're thinking. Or if I say this, like I would have this internal dialogue going on in my mind as I was talking, it was very hard to keep up with. (laughs) Like I've got this conversation here and I'm trying to talk to you. It's exhausting. But anyway, to your point.
0: Yes. Now, sometimes it is tricky with kids as friends because, or anything that your kids are involved, because you're still, there is still those masks because you're protecting your kids. Like you don't have to not be yourself, but you're also like watching your words because you don't yeah. want to speak about. So that is interesting for me, but yes, you can still start there with those people. I love that because that was a fresh start, mm-hmm. right? And it's easier to do that. We Clean don't, slate. we don't all get that. So that's where just starting with people you meet in the grocery store or somebody you acquaintance that you barely know yep. at work or wherever That's great because the stakes are not high with those people. If they reject you, guess what? It's okay. It's much easier to get over your toe in the water with that rejection and that uncomfortability that it's taking for you to be vulnerable. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Really great advice. Work inward, right? So then you work inward over time. I think going back to our point with just, hello, this
1: is me. (laughs) (laughs) accepted. Um, that can be harsh too. Like there's um, a fine line of like not being abrasive with it. Yes.
0: Yes. So it's, it's kind of like somebody who goes sober, you know, they get that stigma, like all of a sudden, like they're like self-righteous about it. There's, there's a pendulum that can swing. So just be
1: aware of that. Can I give an example here too? And I'm going to give the example of politics and we're not going to have a discussion on where we sit but because that's not what life after kids is about. In fact, we like, we, we, anyway, but there are situations where why you can be your true self and speak your truth, but also when it comes to something, say like politics, if you know, you're going to hurt or offend somebody, you can also just zip your lip. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of like be your authentic self, but also know enough to not hurt someone else or start start abrasiveness or a um confrontation that's not necessary right yeah that's, that's a- where you're like it doesn't mean t- you're t- not battles. yourself and you're not authentic, but it just means that you're also maybe sensitive to other people and you don't want to that's a fine that's a really hard fine line. do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It is. It is. Cause you don't want to walk the path. Once again, you don't, it, it almost does sound like people pleasing, but also like, well, life is, is not just,
0: you know, it's not a science, it's an art and, yep. and, and navigating the world and people and relationships is a little bit about choosing where, when, and how you go about going there. Yes. That. And I heard something, uh, and I gotta say, I think it might be Nate Brown as well, who would say, you know, share your full story with the people who have earned your right to hear it because you, there are over guys. We know these people that, you know, <laughs> okay. And so this is where this could be really, like you said, abrasive, that's a harsh word, but it could come across and be received the opposite. It could mm-hmm. lead to more rejection. And by the way, that's a self-sabotaging sabotaging, behavior because unknowingly, unless you shift your identity, you could be engaging in some of these self-sabotaging behaviors, meaning oversharing and like I'm gonna just be myself. And then you're gonna guess what? Be rejected. Yeah. And then in your internal dialogue is gonna say, Oh well. Yeah. You guess you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. There you go. Shows you right for yeah. trying to not please people. Right. And that's how we set ourselves up to fail. So good. So we've yeah. So just you know, just be aware. <laughs> we're on that oversharing. Um and I think you just have to work this with communication. So so this is never, number two. This is number two. So when you work your your way in and we're talking about the people, not maybe your family, although I have a very good friend who went through this in this stage of life with her husband and had been maybe not having that level of authenticity and they had certain roles that were set up. And she woke up and was kind of like, no, this is not working for me. And her husband was like, did a double take, you know, and she shares the story. Maybe we should interview her sometime because it's a really good one. And she's pretty forthcoming with it, but it might be your family.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: inner circle. So you've got to have conversations with them mm-hmm. along the lines to help lead them. You know, you've got to say, Hey, I think I'm going through something, mm-hmm. I feel like I have been people pleasing, or I feel like I've been not being truthful by showing who I am always Yeah, speaking up, speaking my truth. And I'm feeling a new sense of bravery to do that. Or instead of saying it that way, just saying, I'm feeling call for something more Mm -hmm. and for you to know me more. Yeah. And for me to really, I'm feeling brave to show you that. And who
1: can argue with that when you put it that way? So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing, I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link Go dot lifeafterkids dot com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go dot com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today. Yeah, that's really good. And I think I think um talking about with your family like that that is very often the case a lot of many of us may have friends or at least a couple friends that really know us that we're close to but then we go to the family gathering and we can't be ourselves so this can go both ways so I'm glad that you mentioned that and one other thing I'll say here with communicating with them I think this would be a really good thing, not only to communicate for yourself so they know, but to open that conversation so they can communicate back with you. And the reason I say that is I just finished reading a book. It's called, um, your second life begins the moment you realize you only have one. Mm. It's a French book, but it's been translated into English. It was a French bestseller, but this woman goes through this like sort of midlife crisis and it's all about her like working with a mentor and changing her life around. But the reason why I'm mentioning this here is because her husband and her were butting heads a little bit. And in her mind, she was thinking that he was like, oh, who is this new? This is, who does she think she is? Like like that sort of thing. And when she opened the line of communication with him, what it was, was he choked up a little bit and was like, I'm worried I'm not good enough for you anymore. I'm worried I'm not gonna be able to keep up with, becoming the best version of myself, the way you are, you know? So, so this communication piece that you're talking about is really important because in your mind, you could be thinking that they're annoyed with you because they're trying to hold you back, but it might be just that their own insecurities are coming
0: out. Listen, I would venture to guess that it's 100% all the time that way. There's always two sides to a story and, unless, yeah. and co- lack of communication has killed Destroyed more love for sure than
1: anything else. And I and I think that in today's world, with as polarized as everything is, we we need to do more. We don't communicate enough. We just assume the worst and we don't know how to communicate. We need to have a podcast on communication. Yes, please.
0: That's one of my favorite topics. But yeah, so just you know (laughs) instead of I've written here, unleashing your new self on the world and expecting everyone to understand or be accepting really put yourself in your loved one's shoes and see that this is who you've given them. Give them a minute to fall in love with the new you. And yes. as You just got to talk them through it as you're talking you through. And then I think the third piece of this is really important because this is, if this is something that you're listening to today and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so me. I need help with this. Then you, and, and listen, I've been there. Um, So there's no shame in this, but you may need to do more self-work more than others. Mm. Okay. And this is really going back to what I said earlier. This is really a topic we dig into, into our group coaching Yeah, by giving practical tips and tools. So if this is really something you're struggling with, then that ought to be something where you just say, Hey, this is just my area that I've got to, I've got to work on a little bit more than say others especially if you're really committed to you've, you've had a toe in the water and you've seen how good it can be. If there's connection, Yeah, it's hard to come back to those fake, you know, facade interactions. It's we, as humans, we crave that connection. And we know, unless we're showing our true self, yeah. our true soul to others that we're not feeling connected, we're feeling disconnected. Sure. And, and, uh, that's just, ugh, it's not going to work anymore for us.
1: No. Well, and I think, and this is where, you know, coming together in a group and discussing and unpacking this because for some of you might be listening, going, I want to be my true self. I feel like I've got all these masks on, but also I'm not sure who my true self is. Bingo. And so then the conversation becomes like, let's talk about core values. Let's talk about all of these tools and things that we can do to get to know ourselves better. Some of that is just spending time in quiet and reflecting and processing. And, but anyway, you know, so that that's a big thing too, is that you might not know for sure who you are and you want to connect to that person. 100%. So, and and then it's a, it's
0: a scary thing to do that. And it's actually such a brave thing to admit that, to be able to say, I'm not even sure who I am that is so brave and i just can't believe if you can even think that out loud or like in your brain yeah. and admit it um but i think is is with, with any problem once the pain of missing out on those connections trumps the pain of change yeah. that you perceive yeah. then you're going to seek that path um and and you know me having come through that path and and navigating that again, it's always a work in progress. Sure. But, um, you know, that's what we take. That's what we help take you through. That's who we are. Yeah. I love
1: it. Mm-hmm. Was that your last piece of advice? Oh man.
0: I mean, yes. I know we could
1: talk and talk and talk, but those are sort of the places to start. Correct. Take yes. it slow, communicate and start with the French. And start with the fringe. I love that. Those are great, really, really great. So I hope everybody listening today um, got a lot from this. I'm sure we're not the only ones struggling. I mean, this is a big, probably one of the biggest things we struggle with. Yeah. And especially as moms, as we wrap up, because you know, if our identity has been wrapped up in parenting a child, and now the child's moving on, you're like, who am? Like, you know, I I'm that. not like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a little bit of an upending, but we can look at that as a real negative and go inward with that, or we can look at that as a real positive and a chance to really an opportunity. Yes. So I hope you're looking at your life after kids as an opportunity. I hope this podcast helped you today. You, as always, uh, just share so much wisdom. I'm so grateful for you.
0: Well, this one was almost a little bit selfish too, because I'm sitting here going, I hope people that know me, but don't know me (laughs) are listening to this because you, we just all have that perception yeah. of how we're perceived. And again, we don't communicate on it and yes. chances are your thoughts are your, the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? That's Right. But it usually it, is, mm-hmm. but give, give your friend some grace, Yeah. give yourself some grace. Yes. Um, and probe a little, if you've got somebody who's just, you know, giving you, the 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 song and the dance hope <laughs> a little be a friend be a human that reaches out that scratches a little bit at that you know yeah. especially if you know, like I tend to gravitate, as you said, towards those people who just don't have any issues with this. Maybe they need to have a little bit more filter. They just who, the, who they are. And I gravitate so do towards
1: I. those people. I love those. Those me are my favorite too. people. They don't scare me at all. I'm like, I want more of that. I, <laughs> I can think of someone specifically who's coming yes. in this weekend with us and I can't wait. I know. <laughs> anyway, ladies, Thank you, as always, for joining us. Make sure that you are connecting with us um, on all of our channels. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. The website is www.lifeafterkids.com. Make sure you're tuning in to the podcast weekly. It drops every Sunday night. And if you think about it, um, leave us a review, rate it, and share it with your friends. Let other people know about what we're doing.
0: Yes, please. That's the best compliment. If you got one nugget out of something that you heard here today, to share it with somebody who could use this as well. So have the best week, make every day and every moment count to the best of your ability. And that was really good. You didn't
1: fumble over anything. I have nothing else to say. (laughs) Take care, ladies. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time.